Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Independent Initiative. All right, what's up guys? Welcome back to the Independent Initiative. Excited to get another episode out to you guys today. Uh, today we have two special guests with us, Jeff Sather from One Resource Group. He's the long-term care guru, knows everything about long-term care, sells, uh, what is it, $20 million a year in long-term care. Mm-hmm. And then Justin Gottesheck, uh, Senior Vice President with Rollo Insurance in Toledo. Uh, excited to have both these guys on today. We want to talk about something that I think is very important for agents. It's uh, the idea of block scheduling. How do you set up your calendar in a day-to-day? Uh, Jeff, you know, something he's very passionate about. Want him to discuss with us the idea of block scheduling, but also the idea of, you know, tactically, how do you take a hectic, chaotic schedule that you've built over the last three years as you built the book of business. And how do you transition that? How do you train your clients and your staff and yourself into having a block schedule? And what should that look like when you build that out every single day? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things I learned a long time ago is with being responsible for so many people and a certain amount of business, I couldn't if I do it if I didn't have a plan. So I came up with a, a mentor taught me block scheduling. So my days are very, very similar every day. In other words, uh, I manage time. I don't want time to manage me. So my morning starts with I get in the office about 7.30. And from 7.30 to 8, I'm literally watching uh, a devotional, two devotionals. I do some motivational minute things from some authors that I really, really like and respect on business. And I do my own coaching with these guys every morning. That's how I start my day. Eight o'clock rolls around. Now I sit down with my pad of pen and paper and I look at what is scheduled today from yesterday. Because you know what the goal of today is? Is to have tomorrow booked. <laughs> That's the goal. So I want to make sure before I leave the office at night, tomorrow's booked. So I'm looking at what do I have planned and scheduled for today? So from eight to nine, I am literally focused on all the things I need to get accomplished today that are going to move the needle. And here's what those things would break down to. So eight to nine, I'm doing that planning of the day or reviewing my plan for the day. And nine o'clock hits, it's phone calls. And it's phone calls to all the business I was working on the previous 48 to 72 hours that needs completion. So that's from nine to 11. So two hours I'm completing business. I started the previous two, three days. 11 hits, power hour. 11 to noon is my power hour to call new potential clients. I want to constantly be growing my book. My old mentor used to tell me, never forget about Rita. I'm like, who is this Rita woman? (laughs) Who is Rita? He goes, never forget Rita. You got to take care of Rita. R-I-T-A, recruiting is the answer. You're always recruiting new clients. So that hour is dedicated to new clients. Noon hits, lunch. Boom. Like Nick Saban, same thing every day. Every day. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm doing noon lunch. And personally, I like to get out of the office, whether it be for 30 minutes or an hour. I get out of the environment, get out of my office. I leave Come back, then one to two. One to two is what voicemails or emails came into my absence. Now I'm looking at email and voicemail and one to two. That's an hour of focus time on those two things, voicemails, emails, return calls that may have come in that I need to look at and prioritize. 
do I need to call them today or can this wait till tomorrow? What level of service has this person earned with me? An A or a B or a C or a D level service. By the way, on those emails, I am hitting people all the time and I'm sure Justin's gotten this from me. Look for this tomorrow. That's my immediate response. He knows I got the email. I addressed it. It's on my radar, but it's for tomorrow. And the reason is there's first come, first serve with my business. There's people ahead of you in line. Now, Justin does a good amount of business. He's one of the bread butter guys. He butters my bread. <laughs> so he's not often going to get a look for this tomorrow. The bread butterers, I like to get done immediately. So I'll say, hey, I'll have this done by end of business today. So now it's 2 o'clock, right? I want to, real quick, before you move on from yeah. there, too, I want to do a quick plug for the Independent Initiative Bad Habit. We did number, episode number 8 last year. Um, where he talked about the tyranny of the urgent. So if you're wanting to know more about the uh, bread butterers and the uh, A clients and D clients, make sure and go back and listen to that last year on the independent initiative. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then two o'clock is here. I've gotten a pretty darn good day in already, but two to four, I'm running illustrations. I am running solves, solutions for all the clients that are on my ledger that need stuff today needs to get done today. I will even do this. Stuff that I promised tomorrow or two days from now, if I have time, I'll knock it out, but I'm still not sending it till tomorrow. I'm going to live up to my promise. I like to be early. I have a 24-hour turnaround level of service for everyone, but the A's, the bread butters, the BB's, I like to do it in a couple hours. So two to four. Four to five, I am planning tomorrow. I'm planning tomorrow. Five to six, I am working on any other latent things that I need to get done that are really important. So I'm there 7.30 to 6 every day. And I learned this a long time ago. If you want to pay the bills... You work 40 hours a week. If you want to make a living, you work 50 hours a week. If you want to make a fortune, you don't work less than 60 hours a week. That's how it is. That's how life works. A guy did a study on this, and he said, if you work 45 hours a week, the people who do that make 44% more income than people that just stick to 40. So for a small percentage more in extra work to earn 44% more income, I'll make that trade every time. So my sales staff, when I hire them, I tell them off jump, this isn't a 40-hour a week job. It's 45 minimum. What you do after that, I'm going to leave up to you. But here's what I've been told. Hey, you want to make a fortune? Got to put in 60. Jeff, I love the idea of this, this calendar blocking. You know, they're for... So many years, I thought I was like the super efficient guy by checking email all the time and on the phone and trying to get plans in place. And I, I learned real fast that it, it wasn't efficient by any means. And, you know, it's funny the the life cycle is being an agent in this in this scenario. You know, you're you're hunting so hard starting out and, you know, finally you get to a final point to where you don't have to hunt, but people are coming to you. Right. 
And so you've got to transition that in such a way that you can take care of everybody. And there's two things that I was thinking about when you were talking about that. One is something that was taught to me early age is, is small things done well is, is, is where success really matters, right? So if I do things small things well day after day, I'm going to find the success that I'm wanting to. And that's kind of what you're doing. You're breaking up your calendar to, to do the small things well to make sure that you get to success which I think is really, really key. The other thing too is sometimes we have to slow down to be fast. I know that doesn't sound like that goes together, but sometimes we get going so fast and we're trying to take care of everyone and we're trying to hunt, we're trying to you know, get all these phone calls in. Sometimes we just got to slow down a little bit. And that's what you're talking about is, is basically looking at a calendar day and say, hey, how can I systematically slow down to be faster at that particular point in juncture? If that's returning a phone call, returning an email, being efficient in doing that. And so I've learned blocking out your calendar is so key. And, and one thing that you said that, that I'm a big believer in, it took me a while to, to be a believer in that, is, is there a certain time of the day that you check your email and you follow up on email? It's just real easy with the, the, the phone access that we have now for that thing just to keep dinging. And all we want to do is, is stop what we're doing in an engaging conversation and look at an email or see what's going on instead of saying, hey, that email can wait because first and foremost, it wasn't a voicemail. So it's not going to be urgent. You know, we've got a little time to get to that. Right. So I think that's really key on some of the stuff that you shared today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's easy for me to get wrapped up in that. I call, I tell my kids, I have a battle with the red number and the red number on my iPhone pops up where you get texts. Right. And I hate that number. I want that number zeroed out. My email, I want it zeroed out at the end of every day if I can. That's always my goal to be on top of things and efficiently working at it. Here's another thing I think agents, advisors miss that has helped me tremendously. We do all this work. We run quotes. We have meetings and client meetings. And then we hope it comes in the door instead of following up. I keep a ledger and a tracker of every piece of business I have ever quoted. And I follow up religiously on it in a systematic way every four to six weeks minimum. And every time I do it, I'm complimented by those people I'm following up with. Man, you're on top of things. Thanks so much for following up on this. I really, really forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. Now, I service agents. I've only had one agent ever negatively respond to this follow-up. And it was the most amazing negative follow-up I ever got. I said, why don't you want me to follow up with you on your cases that we're working on together? And he said, Jeff, it's simple. I don't want to have to tell you when I failed. He doesn't want to say he failed. I said, it's not failing. We're not Forcing people to buy things. If they choose not to, that's okay. But don't fail to follow up. Don't fail to follow up on all the work you just did for people. They expect it. They expect it. Don't be hopeful. That's making things happen instead of hoping for them to happen. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a quick question too, get a little tactical if you wouldn't mind. So you have your schedule right, 8 to 9, 9 to 11, 11 to 12. How did you build that? And this follow-up question on that, it's going to be, I know you didn't build it perfectly from day one, right? You've been adapting, editing this thing all along. How did you, how did you begin and how did you start building it and what, what changes did you make quickly? Very simple. Um, I built it by 
watching other people that were really, really good. I was taught to steal from the best with pride because there's very few original ideas left. Someone that you admire that's getting it done, go watch their behaviors. Copy from the best, steal from the best. They're already showing you what good looks like. Interview them, ask them. And that's what I did. Marty was, was a guy none of you would know, but and Marty has passed since, but Marty taught me a ton about managing my time and schedule. So it was built over time watching Marty. When does Marty do what? And also being knowing yourself. When are you best at, when are you your best? I'm on the phone when I know I'm at my best. That 11 to noon power hour, that's when I know I've had enough coffee. I'm energized. I've talked to some clients already. I feel good about my business. I've had reinforcement from clients going, thank you so much. We love this. And that's when confidence is high. And now, boom, let's go. Let's go recruit new business for an hour. Love it. Jackson, one thing I would add to that, you know, is, and I, I told, uh, I've been told this a lot in the past, is to, it's easier in the morning to swallow that big elephant than it is in the afternoon. And, and what, what's meant by that is, is, is sometimes taking the hardest task that you may have for the day and going ahead and hitting that in the morning when you're fresh. Uh, I know from a, a claims level standpoint, most of my claims calls are first thing in the morning because I am fresh. Whoever I'm on the phone with is fresh. And I can, I can go ahead and, and, and take a big bite out of that elephant early in the morning to where I'm done with it and I'm ready to move on to, to bigger, better, brighter things, right? And so sometimes we tend to say, man, that's a big elephant and I, I'm not ready to take that bite this morning. I'm going to wait till this afternoon. And then you think about it all day, right? You're, you're dreading that phone call at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the afternoon after a long day versus first thing in the morning. That's the first thing that I'm going to do is take the biggest bite out of that elephant that I can and then get my day rocking and rolling. And that was something that was passed down uh, from a few guys in business that said, hey, handle that handle that big elephant in the corner first thing in the morning, and your day will be a lot better day the rest of the day. Yeah, that's so well said. Zig Ziglar was famous for saying, eat a live frog every morning. You have the rest of yep. your day to look forward to. So that's right. that's take right. that task you're dreading, knock it out. Right. So then you got the rest of your day to look forward to instead of having it hang over your head like you said. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it's easier to say, uh, we can do that tomorrow, right? Keep pushing on it. No, that'll never get it done. But, hey, thank you guys both for, for joining us today. Looking forward to get this out to the guys. Thanks, Jackson. You bet. <laughs>